Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hello there and welcome you, just you, welcome you to... (laughs) New Life Live, the laughter comes from Dr. Jill Hubbard, and also joining me is Becky Brown. Hi, Becky. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jill. Hi, Becky and Steve. Thank you. (laughs) I uh, have to tell you this right up front. I spent two hours in the dentist chair. My upper lip is still a bit numb. (laughs) So I'm either going to do better than normal or not. So just want to let you in Well, hopefully you have like a paper towel to catch any drool that might come out of that mouth. (laughs) Now, I want to talk to you about something. It is so often that somebody does something to us and we get hurt. And now we have two jobs to do, get through the hurt, and then also go through the forgiveness process so that that hurt isn't going to be hanging on for the next 20 or 30 years, which we hear about so often here. So a lot of people resist getting help for themselves because they didn't cause the problem. Jill, Becky, talk about that for a little bit. Well, you know, it's hard to revisit the pain. And I Mm -hmm. think that's one reason um, we resist the help. But also, it's kind of like our um, justification for staying angry. Because of what happened, I can never let this go. It might happen again if I forget how terrible this is. But Mm -hmm. obviously, we know that that's incorrect thinking but it is what happens to so many people yeah go ahead right right and when somebody sins against you right we want that person to pay like why should i have to go right and do all this work i didn't do anything wrong and yet people don't realize the relief that comes from it yeah from getting help and forgiveness is not for them Right. Uh, they, they may continue to be horrific to other people, and we that's why we call when somebody's experiencing abuse and nobody knows about it. We don't want that to happen. But forgiveness is for you. So people say, well, you know, I'm not going to let them off the hook by forgiving mm-hmm. them. Well, what you're really doing is you're not letting yourself off the hook, letting right. yourself grieve, lose it, put it behind you. Let go of it so you can be free. And it really is. I know I've said this. In fact, I said this when I spoke uh, at one of our Restore workshops. I I said, you know, I have so much compassion for you because I've been where you are 
the pain so great, mm-hmm. I didn't know I could survive it. Mm-hmm. And then the job to forgive, mm-hmm. so difficult, I didn't mm-hmm. know that I could yeah. succeed with mm-hmm. it. But I kept working, and eventually I was able and to that's, do that. And that's the key, right, Steve? It is Forgiveness is this one decision followed by a bunch of processes you know it's revisiting that forgiveness and it's it's addressing the wound it is seeking that support with other people and um not going on your own Mm -hmm. and not feeling like you approved of what happened to you because you forgave and i think all of that is so important in our healing i love the uh video that we played of a woman who so let go of the bitterness and the anger that she moved the man in next door Mm-hmm. who shot and killed her son. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, 1-800-229-3000. 1-800-229-3000. We would love to talk to you. We're going to be here for two fabulous, fun-filled, and hopefully wisdom-filled, <laughs> hour 1-800-229-3000. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We are back and, you know, I'm so sad that other people are going through some things I've been through. You you Mm -hmm. make decisions and you regret it horribly. So now it's the problem of forgiving yourself and Mm -hmm. you really have to let that go. Uh, all of this is something that could be helped if anyone goes to restore. And mm-hmm. that is our workshop for women who truly have been damaged, hurt, traumatized by a man with a sexual integrity problem. And if you want uh, information on that, it is well, we're going to hold it the 24th of February. It's coming right up. And if you sign up before Friday, you can... Um, get $240 off of your registration there. It has changed so mm. many mm-hmm. lives. It really and has. Our new presenters are fantastic, strong, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't think anybody's ever been disappointed at the impact that it's had on their lives. So I was just uh, thinking that same thing, Steve, that we have never had a woman go and say, I wish I wouldn't have gone. Right. They yeah. literally go and say, oh, my gosh, I wish more women. I know it's know like getting a drink of water, this. right? Like yes. when you're just dying of thirst. Um, yes. Well, yeah. to that end, let's try to provide some kind of uh, wisdom, water, food, shelter, clothing to Jenny <laughs> from Rochester, Minnesota. And she listens on the Internet. Jenny, how, Jenny, how are you? I'm okay. Thank you. I'm pretty good. Um, and thank you, though, very much. I called in last night, too. I just called your your um, the number there for New Life because yeah. I, I had hit a real um, dark hole, and I remember how good your ministry is, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of figure out a direction to go. Yeah. And um, I was very blessed by talking to somebody who gave me some direction, and he said, check the website and see if you can call in. So um, I have... <laughs> So um, I have been in uh, a long-term relationship with the love of my, the man that I've loved the most of anybody in my life. Um, I lost my dad when I was young mm-hmm. um, to a farm accident, and so um, 
you know, I think I'm, I've always had, um, you know, some gaps, real serious gaps with, you know, issues and things. But um, I had one marriage, and that was a short term, and it had um, domestic violence, but I got out oh. very quickly mm. from that. Wow. But I had, um, but this is the thing, I have, um, I had found out early in the relationship um, this is in a different part of the country that the person that I really cared about um, um, did a lot of pot. Did, I mean, maybe, I don't think he ever did other serious drugs, but I'm a strong believer and I'm also a big uh, anti-drug person because of how I've seen it affect okay. people. And I so, work, work right. with children. So what, so what happened in that relationship? So his, in the in the in the overall, uh, there were lots of times of um, his just all of a sudden just flipping, flipping moods, flipping uh, emotions, and and just um, anger just flaring. Okay. And, so what? Um, so what happened then? Um, uh, just unprovoked, like just or any little thing would set him off to mm-hmm. become extremely angry, but not violent. Thank God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick um, question: breaks, When? Anyway. How yeah. long were you with him? Six and a half hours, or six and a half years, I'm sorry, six months, and years. When did the, when, when in that six and a half years, when did these first show up? Within the first six months. I okay. Think the first time something happened. Okay, so, so, so what was it at that time that put you in a desperate situation where you would hang on to that? Hang on. You know, but this person is, it re, he reminds, he's so much like um, a family member that's very elusive to me. I kind of forget out. It's a personality uh-huh. that's real kind of shy and reserved, uh-huh. and I'm a pretty outgoing person. And that was, it was just this, like, intense affection I have for the person, and the fact that I was just at a point in my life where I was willing to love someone unconditionally, and I really did. And and so uh, I really put myself into it, and now have, um, I moved away, actually, in, in part because I knew that this person had just blown up at me again, and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to take a job elsewhere closer to family which is where i moved towards and then Uh be um and be strong and just you know and so then i maintained that long-term relationship but every so often he would blow up at me about i moved away and all that but i i just i don't know i guess i never i myself never stopped loving this person and i Uh still haven't and yeah. always there's a sense of losing a piece of yourself when, for me when I've loved someone and then they break it off. But at the same time, you know, it's something where I knew that it wasn't God's best for me. And I don't say that in kind of an ethereal way, but just as a legitimate, genuine, you know, I know this person is yeah. not God's best okay. for me, but I love him. Right. So anyway. And so, so many other people have been there. So you're hurting, Jenny. Yeah. Is that, so this isn't yeah. about yeah. him necessarily. The relationship is over with. Yeah, it's Correct. Just how how do I process? How do I get? How do I let go? I just I know it's so dumb, but it's like I moved mm-hmm. far away, started over. Don't have friends. Trying to make friends. I have mm-hmm. a very busy job, and so I'm isolated already, which is partly why I kept going back so, and keeping in touch. How long has it been since the end um, of the relationship? Since the end of the relationship, only only a very short time. Not even you know, but we've been this is disappearing from each other's lives for about a month, month and a half. You know, oh, that's not long at all. 
Quick, quick no. question. <laughs> sexual, sexual yes. involvement there. No shame here, yes. but I, I just yes. okay. No, and so, yeah, there was. I was, yeah. and I was really in love. We talked about marriage, but always, some, it seemed like whenever things were really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So, so, Jenny, you know, it, it sounds like you're you're fresh into a grieving process, yeah. or haven't even begun into it. Mm-hmm. But so, all the feelings that you're having about the loss are legitimate, understandable, makes sense, and all of that. There's a part of your story that I think is pretty important that you had a lot of feelings towards him, but he wasn't coming back to you with a lot of feeling, except for the anger. And so it's it's really confusing when you think about, you know, you loved him so much, but uh, when you leave something like that, it's confusing. Like you're just trying to make sense of all of that relationship, and that's part of what grieving is about, too, is just um, kind of sifting through that. But I would also encourage you, in now that you are in a different place, which was a big, bold move, great, mm-hmm. You need support, and mm-hmm. so it's going to be finding a church. It's going to be joining mm-hmm. a book club, maybe getting connected with the Life Recovery Group. It is all of those things in order for you to continue this healing journey. That was a big, brave move, though. Good job. Sure was. Yeah, very very brave. And the thing is, and Becky, you touched on this, when someone's first love is a drug other than a person, they can't give back to the relationship. And so someone like you, Jenny, tries to do both sides of the relationship, like love enough for both of you. And so that investment is really huge. And I think it's really important for you to look at how you have been getting in relationship with men that really aren't available to you. Your, for your short-term marriage, there was domestic violence. Right? And you got out of that. You stayed longer with this guy because it wasn't so that severe as it was in your marriage. But I think you knew along the way that this doesn't work. Right? Because you don't get the real person when they're regulated or dysregulated by pot use. Right? You never really know who the person is. That's right. I really actually sensed at times. I could tell. Yeah. Now, now let me just jump in and just say uh, better to everybody listening. Better can still be bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so you think, Mm -hmm. oh, this is so much better, but it is just better. And it can be one degree better, but the other, like domestic violence, is so bad that just better can still be in that category go ahead Jenny. right yeah that that's a, a good point and jenny you deserve better yeah than mm-hmm. just mediocre right mm-hmm. or just a nut a notch above bad and you know mm-hmm. along that same line jenny i think that you're going to need help in how to do a healthy relationship Mm-hmm. Because you've you've been attracted, like Jill said, to people who are absent yeah. from you and angry um, and all of those things that are not healthy. So then you can't really be who you are and you don't see yourself for the gift that you are to, you know, that God has created you to be. And I think that's where your healing journey can begin, too, is just to to know that you're valuable and you're worth having a really good and uh relationship with someone right and because of the loss of your dad early on in life you didn't have a good solid man Mm -hmm. reflecting back to you your value 
And that's so important. And so many mm-hmm. women have that. Either they have a bad dad, right? right. Or someone who mm-hmm. leaves right. them, right? Your dad didn't mean to leave you, but he still right. left, mm-hmm. right? So, and yeah. so I, I do think the life recovery would be a mm-hmm. really good idea for you. Um, yeah. And you've got to, it's, it's going to be painful. So it's going to be painful right now, and I'm sorry, and I'm so sorry. I think Steve's motto of do the next right thing is always a good place to start because it's just one thing at a time, one day at a time, and get input from others. So you've got to be around people. Do not isolate and nurse your pain or chase your pain. Thank you. That that is the thing. No isolation when all you want to do is just because it'll just make you want to reach out to him. Right. So here's here's a question for you, and then I want to um, give you some resources. For everybody, anyone listening in the same situation, and there are so many, mm-hmm. what, what are a couple of things or three things that you learned from all of this, this experience? Well, um, the, the first and foremost, and this is maybe going to sound... You know, kind of cliche, but I, I think um, if I, if you really, if you really are seeking, you know, an answer from God, and and I was fortunate enough to, to get those, you know, red flags and stuff at times when I was really seeking, it's it's to listen, and um, and not to think that you can fix it because I think I did mm-hmm. really give. I gave so much, I actually felt like I think I fixed this person, kind of, you know, and that's not normal even for me, but, I mean, I don't usually go around fixing things like that, but um, also, um, you know, I did prioritize, um, I did prioritize family members who needed me, and I think I learned that that's the right thing, you know, because at least I did prioritize family, and, and so if that made him mad or feel like left out oh well i mean i don't feel like oh well but that you know that's yeah that's, those are some good things i learned and just good. i don't know i guess just being around like you said having having support i don't have a lot of support because i right. removed away from my friends but mm-hmm. um well here's, that'll be your next right step right, right. Yeah. jenny that'll be your next right step yeah. here's yeah. one other thing that um i hope and pray that you learned and that is simply when we are sexually involved, it, it's hard to do the next right thing. It's hard for us to be uh, rational, objective, all of that. It, it's just, I mean, God is so smart when he says, you know, sex is fantastic. It's also dangerous, so it needs to be contained inside of a marriage. And when it isn't, everything can be messed up. I hope that that's a, a lesson for the next time because you can do it. And, you know, if you have to be sexual to keep a relationship going, then what is that? Mm-hmm. The other thing is just every time, my wife and I were just talking about this last night, so often we do stuff, makes us feel better, but it really isn't helping the other person. We're helping ourselves by acting like we're helping the other person but we're just enabling. I'm going to send you healing is a choice. There's a there's a, a thing about accepting and grieving and forgiving. And I'm going to send you a life recovery Bible with the grief 
workbook. I hope you'll get a sponsor and go through the 12 steps from the from the perspective of grief. I think that will help you. And then I'll send you Every Believer's Thought Life, which will help you get him out of your head and God in there. So glad you called. So glad the person you talked to asked you to call. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Glad you're with us here today. Dr. Jill Hubbard, the author of The Secrets Young Women Keep and The Secrets Women Keep. And most recently, she published, I think this is your most recent, Yeah. Forgiving Our Fathers and Mothers. Well, I tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I've said in the past month to different people, well, you have to get over your mother. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a men's group that meets here every Monday night, and that's what we were talking about last night. So often the big father wound is the target. Good. Take care of that. <laughs> Don't forget the mother wound. Right. And it often is. We have... A devotional for you, 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. I'm not ashamed to hold this up for you YouTube, New Life Live YouTube channel viewers. Beautiful book, yellow. Um, it's a daily devotional. And every day, a devotional, scripture, great quotes, and direction for your life. A prayer to get you settled in to thinking about God over you or God over other people. And so uh, if you give a gift of any amount, I'm going to send that to you, our way of saying thank you. And it's fantastic. One of the best things that's ever come out of New Life. Also, if you join Club New Life at $35 a month, we will send you an entire library, uh, eight of these devotional book- books. Well, such they're, as and they're so pretty. I they just, are beautiful. 100 <laughs> Days of Prayer. They're so pretty. Yeah. 100 Days of Character. 100 Days to Freedom from Things Like Depression, Anger. So that's our thank you gift for joining Club New Life. Please help us, if you can, by calling 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you want to join us on the program, we're around another hour and a half. 1-800-229-3000. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, how about we go to June? Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, June. How are you? Hi. June, Thank you for could, taking the call. Could you verify what the wind chill factor was <laughs> there in Boston a few days ago? <laughs> um, it was, well, I know the degrees. It was minus 12. Oh, wow. At my house, and it was supposedly minus 24 wind chill, but could have been higher. Wow. Well, somewhere don't even over know in the what east, that feels like. there was a, a wind chill of like a minus 108. It was because, at Mount Washington. Oh. Okay. And the wind was, uh. it was because the low temperature combined with like 120 mile winds or something like that. Yes. Anyway, I'm I glad you survived. In New Hampshire, 
That was in New Hampshire, I believe, uh-huh. at one of the mountains. Mount Washington. Mm-hmm. It was really yeah. bad. Yes, Mount Washington, yes. And Old Hampshire didn't uh. even survive that. It's just so <laughs> cold. But we're glad you did. And tell us uh, what's on your mind uh, that you called. Well, I listen to you often, and I heard you talking about forgiveness today and, um, you know, the process of it. And I just seem to have, like, these reoccurring emotional triggers, Um I think it comes from, like, several different people, maybe, like, significant people in my life, like my brother, um, an old boyfriend, my husband, and I just wonder, does that mean that I haven't forgiven completely, or maybe it's myself I haven't forgiven? Like, I don't know why okay. I have these well, emotional yeah, you- triggers that I can just cry mm-hmm. over for no okay. reason. <laughs> so. Can you think of a specific example of something that one of these people did or said, and what was uh, triggered within you when they did it? Um, let's see. Um, well, for example, um, my my brother. I thought I forgave him. He he um, sexually molested me as a child. Mm. And I went through years of therapy. The EMDR mm. had lots of, you know, forgiveness and forgave him. He became a believer, like a great testimony, right? But um, when I tried to be intimate with my husband, there's things that I remember. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that abuse mostly was surrounded by pornography and viewing pornography. And I was like four or five years old mm-hmm. so anyway i thought i put all that behind me but then um my husband betrayed me with pornography which he's gone for help he's been to every man's battle he's been in the workshop he's god is doing amazing things in him and i just still feel like mm. something's missing in me well and let I me just, ask you this I'm broken. Uh, I'm broken. Yeah. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to be fixed, but I prayed and asked God. I, I asked him to help me to forgive. And then, like, my brother and my mom passed away, like, five years ago. And we're, I just felt like I almost wanted to put him in jail for what he did to me because of the way mm-hmm. he was treating me. So, well, let, quick question. Did he ever get help? Forgiven too, but... June, did he ever no, get help? Nine, well, he, he, um, he did get caught. Um, he also, after he stopped abusing me, when he got old enough to have a girlfriend, he stopped abusing me, but he had a problem with voyeurism, and he used to spy on me <laughs> everywhere, mm. like, wherever I was, I would find him. So that hasn't left me either, mm-hmm. but um, he did get help. He got caught, he was arrested, he had to go to all these programs, and so I think, but as far as I know, he's never really you know gotten help and I'm pretty sure that he was sexually molested too by a neighbor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well I it's too to bad about it, but I it's haven't. too bad um, because I suspect he is still living a life that you know if he could see it he wouldn't want it we'll be back I was really living a very anxiety filled life 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. If you want to join us, 1-800-229-3000. 1-800-229-3000. So glad that June has called us. Let's start with you, Jill, and then Becky on how we can help. Well, June, I'm, I'm so sorry. And You've done a lot of work, and I'm so glad you've done a lot of work. There are parts of our brain, however, that do not know the difference between now and back when you were four and five years old. And when there are familiar feelings, when something feels similar, right, the brain gears up to protect you. And that's where you're getting the emotional triggers, right? Like, oh, I know what this is. And usually it's like, oh, not again, right? And so there's a vulnerable feeling that occurs. And that is for your protection. So even though you've done a lot of work, it doesn't mean you don't have lingering issues because of what was done to you. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. There was something wrong with the people that did something to you, right? But now you're having to live with the consequences of their sin. And so lots of times we have to get back in therapy when we find that we're getting triggered more. Like maybe you did a lot of work and you went through a season where, okay, life is better. I'm not getting triggered that much. I'm able to deal with life in the present. And then it starts happening again. I would imagine around your husband's betrayal, oh, man, Mm. that just brings up so many issues around around trust and lack of safety. And in order to be intimate with someone, and, and here are two very close people, your brother and your husband. And so to feel okay in their presence, there has to be a lot of safety, a lot of work done, and them being sensitive to you and what you have suffered. So it's not just, oh, I went and got help, I should be done, and I'll never have to deal with this again. And I'm so sorry that that isn't the case. But I I really suggest that you get back into therapy so that you can help to decipher what's from the past and what's in the present and to work through the yeah. issues of the present where your husband needs to continue for forever proving his trustworthiness mm-hmm. to you. Yep. And have you been to mm-hmm. the Restore Workshop by any chance? No. 
Okay, so that's for people no. just like you mm-hmm. who have been hurt, and you've been deeply, deeply hurt mm-hmm. by sexual integrity, a lack of sexual integrity by man. And I just, let me see if we can get you there, because uh, given what you've been through and what your husband did in addition to that, um, surely he would think it would be a good thing mm-hmm. for you to go where so many women who didn't even know there was help available. Many didn't even know they really needed help. But let's see if we can get you there, June. And then, um, Becky, what do you think? What what would be something well, else that would be great for her? Here's what I'm thinking. June, you are still in a lot of pain. And like Jill mm-hmm. said, there's still more work to do. It doesn't mean that you are doing it wrong. Right. It's just to the depth of the injury that you have experienced It's going to require more work. It's like if you busted your leg in a car accident, you are going to require probably surgery, physical therapy, you know, all of those things. And you don't quit until you feel better. And one of the things that we do at Restore that I think is so powerful is the group interaction. Because what happens is when we have experiences where we um, experience shame, betrayal, we want to hide, we want to isolate because we are just so overwhelmed with those feelings. Mm -hmm. And what you experience in a group setting is that support, we see you, we hear you, and we can hold your pain. And I know that that seems so contraindicated because it's like the last thing you want to do is talk about this. But I think that is where uh, some of your strength is going to come from. The other thing I want to say, too, is if you, I don't know that you have to be in relationship with your brother. Um, I know that there's lots of different um, thoughts about this, but, you know, it's okay for you to disengage and to create a, a detached relationship. Um, you know, that I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you or if that's been part of your healing journey, but um, it definitely is okay and probably a good decision because it, like Jill was or saying... Or to not be as close, right? Not to be yeah, in as because, much contact, and, unless yeah. he were to go and get... Help, really. Right, because even yeah. even if you don't have yeah. a victimization experience, uh, abusive situation, our family roles are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go back to those reunions and you fall right back into, and that fear, that it re-traumatizes you. And so I just want to equip you in the fact that you can do what you need to do, June, so that you feel safe. And just like what Jill said, I'm glad your husband did um, Every Man's Battle and is continuing his work. I want to see you at Restore, and I hope that you'll join us there. And by the way, June, uh, forgiveness doesn't require uh, reattachment or repeated exposure. You can forgive somebody. But you don't have to be in their presence. Right. Did, well, it's not it? reconciliation. No, I'm not around him. I guess talking to you guys made me realize I think my brother is like a bigger issue maybe, and mm-hmm. I do need more counseling on that. And oh, I don't totally. see him often. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I live far, far away from him. But I do encounter him on occasion. And when I visit other family members, like you're saying, it can bring me right back. And, and there's oh, yeah. just been you know just some uncertain things and like part of me prays like god you want me to confront him see if he would get help i i i have just found out recently too that he showed pornography to a nephew who then molested his sister and so like is this something that i need to bring to light 
Yes, it is. It is. And how do I do that? Well, wherever he lives, whatever, wherever he lives, you can even make an anonymous phone call right. um, to say this yeah. is what happened, and then you have evidence that it is still happening. Right. That that's something that parents. Well, that that yeah. thing that I found out was something that happened probably like 10 or 15 years ago, but that doesn't mean that he's still not doing it to someone else. Right. Right. June, right. So that's what we need you, to have some assurance on. Back right. Here. The thing is, June, you don't have to confront him. No. He, you are not, mm-hmm. you are not required to deal with him. You can call the authorities in the area that he lives and just say, listen, this is what I know. And this is what happened to me. And I know that this happened to, you know, my nephew. And, and I just need to make a report and move on in that direction. And when they say, well, why haven't you called earlier? You, you can just say, I didn't realize fully right. that my problems relate to him rather than my husband or anything. But June, And you don't this, want somebody else to have that experience, right? Yeah. No, this I know. Core, and I, I mean, he has grandchildren now, things like that. Oh, so I feel like it does the yeah. family know? I mean, I, I almost feel the. well, I don't, they know, they know that he molested me and it all came out into the light and, mm-hmm. and like, as far as we all knew, he was over that. Um, but then just recently, one of my, um, my ex-sister-in-law, for, who's married to my other brother, said she just found out that her son had done some inappropriate things to one of her daughters mm. and he said that he got the information from his uncle mm. who was my okay daughter. okay so, so like that just seems like it's a family pattern like mm-hmm. i just want to break mm-hmm. the it, thing that it, god will break the generation it's sin. not it's not a family god. pattern it's not a family pattern it's him he mm-hmm. is broken no one has done anything to get him help they have listened to him say things, but that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Help mm-hmm. means something. That's why. That's how people transform. And when they don't, it's just a matter of access, exposure, proximity, right. and then boom, it's right, right back where it was. If yeah, you're triggered that- into what happened to you, imagine him. He's triggered a thousand times a day on what he is really addicted, dependent, uh, whatever, on. And it's it's the children that we have to act on. Not ourselves, not him. Children. So, Steve, that key word, over, what does over mean? What is the process that's been in place? And the same thing that you've been experiencing, June, with your own memories, just like what Steve said, he has not dealt with his pornified brain, and it is impacting everyone that he comes in contact with. That's not judgment. That's just wisdom. That's just yeah. awareness of what happens to a brain when it's pornified. And pornified is what I think yes. you said. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. it, and, and, and I like that no, term. There is no overeasing. You heard it here for it, it <laughs> is Thank you. That was good. Very good. <laughs> We're going to take a break, come right back, and um, I'm going to send to June. I mean, it's so much more than reading a book or anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'll send you Every Believer's Thought Life and Healing is a Choice. I think they'll help. We'll be back right after this. 
To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, and if you are holding, we will definitely get to your call in the next program or at the end of this one, Uh, so don't feel like it's hopeless. But Larry Sonnenberg's in the studio right now, and Larry, what do you have for us? Steve, we've got intimacy and marriage coming up in just a week, next uh, week from Friday. And uh, it's it's filling up. We we could run out of space. So if you're interested, don't wait till the very end to sign up. There might not be space. By the way, uh, that's not something we say to get more people Lightly. to come. No, yeah. this is uh, true. It, what do we we have like fifteen or sixteen yeah. spaces mm-hmm. or something like that available? Huh. Uh, so it's going to be a great workshop with um, kind of a, well, we will be at capacity. So call quickly. Okay, um, this gentleman wrote this. I'd been drifting toward isolation from my wife, but at this workshop we've reestablished the bond that will enable us to truly be a team. The, the weekend has been a watershed moment in the health of our marriage and family. I'm leaving here with a renewed love for my wife and a desire to, to provide and defend a safe haven for her in which to flourish. I would tell anyone considering this workshop Come expecting to be changed and remember why you fell in love with your spouse. There you go. There yeah. it is. Doesn't right there. Get just, you know, with these testimonies, everyone doesn't get better than that, but mm-hmm. it, that's, that's the best. And, folks, we want you to support New Life so that more lives can be changed, more couples can have this experience, more men at every man's battle, more women at Restore, more people at Emotional Freedom. We can help find counselors for you. There's so much that we want to do, and in bigger ways, there are plans, but it yep. takes money to make it happen. It does. Mm-hmm. Wish we didn't have to ask for support, but this organization started by asking for support. And the partnerships we've had over 35 years, I hope and pray everybody that has supported us knows and is satisfied and fulfilled over thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of people being transformed mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty incredible so come be part of that uh help somebody go to a workshop or just help us reach more people by keeping radio alive and the other ways that we reach out and build our base thank you in advance if you want to support us 1-800-NEW-LIFE uh, you can go to newlife.com but it might be easier just to call 1-800-NEW-LIFE Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, uh, let's go to Michael. St. Louis, Missouri, listens on Sirius XM. Hi there, Michael. How are you? Uh, pretty good. How you doing? Excellent. What's what's on your mind today? Uh, well, listen, I called about a year ago. I'm a retired pastor. And uh, I think I talked to you about uh, my wife, who is an elder at our local church. And... Uh, she has been uh, verbally, mentally, and uh, emotionally abusing me. It was recommended by your team there that I talk to the elders, and I did the other day. I had a couple of elders at the church. Uh, they wanted to call her in and myself and talk this over. Uh, she would not respond to them. They tried to call. Uh, she would not go to counseling with me. Uh, I'm at the point right now, uh, you know, at Christmas time, I was... Uh, in the service to uh, have a uh, an 
a uh, dedication for my grandson, my stepson's uh, son, and uh, uh, it got kind of out of hand there. The little granddaughter got so loud I could hardly do the dedication. On the way home, I told my wife that, and she just went explosive. She has an explosive temper. Uh, you had sent me a book called uh, uh, "How to Deal with uh, Personality Borderline. Disorders." I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good, and I shared that with her, and she denied mm. that she had, you know. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we told you to share it with her, but <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, no, it's really hard for someone to well, accept I, that. I, I, I actually didn't share it. She's found in my bookshelf in my office. <laughs> okay. So she just, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm at the point right now that, and I know some of you have told me maybe I should separate, maybe... I don't know what to do right now, but I've been praying about it. Uh, I'm looking into getting the counseling here locally, but it's uh, it's escalated to the point that she's told me she hates me. Mm. And Ooh, well, day she's had a note. She had a note on the on the stove in the kitchen saying, "Get out." Okay, so, so here's the thing. I know it's hard, mm-hmm. and if if you were a female calling about a husband. Every one of us would easily, and everybody on the listening would be thinking, she has to kick this person out, you know. But you're a man, and it's no different. You mm-hmm. you really need to ask her to leave. Mm-hmm. Not you leave. You need to tell her that if within 30 days she hasn't found the help that she needs to be kind to you and not abusive to you, then she needs to go live somewhere else because this is your home. It's no longer your home together with her, but it can be in 30 days or you need to find another place to live. That is what I would do. Now, am I encouraging divorce? No. I'm trying to wake her up to see what she's doing. Mm -hmm. There is nowhere in Scripture where it says that somebody who is a, a Christian has the right to be unkind, cruel, and and totally uh, disengaged from the person they're married to. And I really feel for you, Frank. Becky, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know what, Michael? This is a perfect opportunity for you to say, I need you to come with me to the Intimacy and Marriage Workshop. Perfect. We're going we're gonna to deal with this because there's something going on with her. You know, one mm-hmm. of the questions that Mylon always asks is, what happened to you? What is it that has gotten her so angry? And it may not have anything to do with you, Michael. A lot of times people have those big reactions because of shame or because of trauma. And then what's happening is she's in this fishbowl of being yeah. the pastor's wife. Right. And so all of that kind of amplifies the pain. I'm not excusing it. I agree with what you're no. saying, Steve. Something has to be done. Well, um, and, But and, that may be a good first And you step. were probably supposed to fix her life, Michael, and you didn't right. fix mm. it. Right, no and she is angry, could. and so everything you do that's less than ideal or perfect, she's mad at you about. Yes, and has been yes. building a case for years. It sounds like. So, yeah, uh, maybe I could revise. Go ahead. What? She at fourteen years of age, she ran away from home, was picked up by the authorities, and put in uh, the detention center for about three years, and okay. came out rebellious. Angry. Well, yeah. Some of this may have stemmed from that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. But the, the dilemma here is I am out of time. Um, I'm going to, I mean, 
intimacy in marriage is the 17th. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. part of this Get would there. be the to her the least you could do is join me at this workshop that changes people's lives. If she says no to that, um, then I would do the well. Right. Here's if she's the deal. not willing. And you days. need to. And Michael, you need to be doing counseling too, even if yes. she's not joining right. you. You've mm-hmm. got work yeah. to do in right. the process. All right. So Psalm one thirty nine reminds us that we are fearfully and mm-hmm. wonderfully made. And you may not feel that way. <laughs> you may be more fearful of the God who created you than being fearfully made. Not God loves you. Mm-hmm. He wants the best for you. And sometimes for that to happen, we have to do the hard thing or we have to surrender the easy thing. Is that what you need to do today to get the help you need? Surrender the easy thing and just get out there and do the next right thing, which is a hard thing. Restore February 24th, Every Man's Battle, March the 3rd. If you can help us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you want to join us on the next program, 1-800-229-3000. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.